everybody, thanks for checking out Bleach Mouth Postscript. My name is Larry. On this podcast, I generally have a guest each episode. They come armed with five pieces of music. It can be a song, it can be an LP, it can be an EP. It does not matter what it is as long as we are talking about music. And I said that really fast, which is appropriate because uh, this episode features Tim Shaver of Shotgun Sodomy, as well as Mark Sabo from Orion Sword, as well as his own podcast, Excised and Anatomized. Uh, today, we... Today... I mean, this was recorded a while ago, but this episode, uh, we did uh, a grindcore draft. What is a grindcore draft, you ask? Well, uh, we're talking about grindcore uh, and the draft, which is, uh, as I point out in the episode, not my idea. I believe I got it from the 180 Miles South podcast, which is a really good podcast you should check out. Uh And I've done a couple on the Nickel City Soundtrack podcast with some friends when I've guessed it on there. Basically, uh, we draft bands for what we would think uh, would be uh, bands we would uh, include on a mixtape or something. Uh, Five bands that we would use to introduce Grindcore uh, to someone who may not have heard Grindcore previously. So... Uh, yeah, I go over the rules uh, early on as far as like how we lay this out. We include proto-grind bands just because, uh, you know, we felt it would probably be appropriate. But yeah, we do a, a draft. And I had uh, Tim and Mark on because although I like grindcore and I know a little bit about the form, um, they're far more knowledgeable than I am. And I thought they'd uh, make great guests for this episode. Uh, but before we get into it, let's do some housekeeping here. Um... If you want to interact with me on Instagram, you can do so at bleachmouth underscore postscript, Facebook at bleachmouth postscript, the email is bleachmouthps at gmail.com. You can listen to all the past episodes on Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, the website, it's uh, bleachmouth.mkultrazine.com. That's it. Five star reviews only. Nice reviews, please. Thanks. All right, here's the episode. I hope you enjoy it. All right, so I'm recording. Okay. Did it scream at you? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. So what what the uh, what the people aren't seeing is that, or what the people aren't uh, hearing is that we just got some talking about Warhammer. <laughs> so. <laughs> That doesn't mean we're not going to get into the weeds about some nerdy ass shit. Because I mean, let's face it, grindcore is some it's, nerdy ass fucking shit. It is nerdy shit. shit. Like, <laughs> like, if you play Warhammer, you probably listen to either death metal or grindcore. Uh, yeah. that, exactly. There's, there's no, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe thrash. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Even thrash are playing D and D, which has minis. So. Well, I mean, yeah. now, well, here, here's the thing. Guilty. If, <laughs> Sometimes, if you're playing thrash, you're just the guy who drives a Camaro with a banana comb and feathered hair, and like, you're wearing a proto battle vest. <laughs> it's not quite a battle vest. You might have a Megadeth full back patch. You know, it's like baby's battle vest. And yeah, and and it, it it you know you smell like you've rolled around in like nine packs of wet cigarettes. You know, homeboy's got the red box in his closet buried somewhere. <laughs> but he, he, yeah, he, he, he bounced off of it, but he's got it buried in his closet. He's well, he's got in his closet. He, he, he knows what a 20 side die is, but he's probably done one campaign. And that campaign being the one that's in the red box in the player's manual. 
that three page thing where you get killed by a skeleton. I don't know. Oh, I don't remember yeah. exactly, <laughs> you know, but uh, so Mark, say hi. Hello. I am Mark. Uh, Tim, say hi. Uh, hi, I'm Tim. Okay, cool. That way, when people listen, they know who who is who. So um, we've all talked about this, but, uh, you know, we're going to do a grindcore draft. Um, this is the dra- drafting bands is not my original idea. Uh, I think the first pre- people I heard do this, at least on a podcast, was uh, one, 185 Miles South, a pretty good hardcore podcast, mostly a West Coast focus. Uh, they've done it. Uh, the podcast I contribute to occasionally, Nickel City Soundtrack. I've done some drafts with them, but uh, I've never heard anybody do a grind draft. And and I wanted to talk with you guys specifically because while I like grind and I do have some knowledge of the form, you know, I'm pretty limited. You know, in the big picture things, there are people who get like, well, basically, I'm not an incel, is what I'm saying. I mean. <laughs> I'm vaguely offended. (laughs) Listen, you're not reading that fucking uh, the Turner diary. So you're okay, Tim. Don't worry about it. I mean, (laughs) like if you like if you dude, if you ever see me quoting like Jordan Peterson or one of those dudes, assume I I have a fucking gun to my head. Listen, I'm I've called the cops. I've got I've got an off mic story. I need to tell you guys about uh, a person I know who's in that Jordan Peterson sort of thing, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, uh, I'm not going to, you know, uh, even acknowledge him here because fuck him. But, uh, I do want to tell you guys a story. I definitely um, got to hear that too now. So I, I, I need that story. Yeah. 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 Um, so basically, you know, <clears throat> The ground rules that we agreed to is that we're going to pick five bands each. If a band's been picked, it's off the table. We'll include proto grind bands, you know, because there's some merit to that. Generally, when people start getting weeds about like proto punk or proto metal or something like that, then then that's looser. I think that if you're if if we pick a proto grind band, that it's probably pretty close to the mark already because grind being so specific. Um, if something is out of whack and two out of three of us are like, I don't know, man, that doesn't work for me. Then that one's it will, will, will cut it. And then the person will have to pick something else. I don't see that being a problem. I truly don't. And uh, yeah. So um, Mark, who's been on the show before, but it hasn't aired. Let's see. I'm talking like I'm in fucking broadcasting. Uh <laughs> But since I've been on with Mark before and not Tim yet, Tim, you get to pick first. And basically, you know, just uh, pick a band. Tell me why you think that they're worthy of being drafted. And if you've got a song or a record or something, let's go. Go. Uh, I mean, uh, to me, this is kind of like the obvious answer, Napalm Death. I was wondering if anybody was was actually going to pick them or if they were going to sort of like leave them off the table because it's, know, I, it's a no-brainer. I put it on the list and I was like, is this one that we actually include? Because like you said, it's a no brainer. I kind of came at those lists. Like it's meant for people who may not know the genre as well. Mm. And that's, that's how I, that's how I took the assignment as well. Yeah. But uh, if people don't know the genre, Napalm death, depending on what era, you know, it might very, be. Oh it, yeah. They're, you know, they, they're one of those bands that have been around. They've experimented. They've changed sounds. They've kind of, 
gone back and forth between grind and death several times over the you know shit 40 years some shit like that they've been around well uh, yeah easily it's got to be it's got to be 40 years the one yeah, thing I mean, I, go ahead mark i was gonna say technically you could put two songs from napalm death on this thing because you've got the the scum and uh Fido records but then they kind of bounced around back to pure grind on uh not enemies uh the code is red long live the code mm-hmm. and it's it, it, it's it's um it, it's they're both grind but i would say that like one's got a very that there's there's a different vibe behind it even though they're both still grind well i, I think one of the things i i've commented on about you know english bands even some of the English metal bands, like uh, in the death metal realm, like even if you're talking about, say, like Benediction, right? The thing about the English bands that I've always admired is that they're very rooted in punk. Like yeah. you can hear it. Like Napalm Death, like particularly the scum from Enslavement Era, the Mentally Murdered EP, and, and mm-hmm. even into Harmony Corruption, even into that, there's all kinds of like UK 82 style punk. Uh, flavor to what they do that in a lot of the other like bands that do grind that are from other parts of the world not not as much at least like it just doesn't feel you know and it, it just speaks to the fact that those guys were punks yeah <laughs> I, mean, I mean you know so. there's like a direct there's a direct line between you know two napalm death from like 
discharge, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So Napalm Death, I mean, no brainer, but I'm glad we got to talk about him because I would feel like I, if, if nobody had picked him, I probably would have brought him up because you can't, you can't not talk about him, you know, no. somehow, you know? Yeah. Um, so Mark, who are you thinking? Um, kind of, kind of inspired by your, uh, your, your talk of the proto grind. Uh, I'm thinking siege. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. I, you I motherfucker. <laughs> Just had to fucking go there. Um, it's okay, you fucking bastard. <laughs> I mean, for I mean, for crying for crying out loud, uh, Seth Putnam sang in that band for a minute. Yeah, unfortunately. Which... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of how I, I feel about Seth Putnam. Yeah, yeah, but I, God, I I love that band like nobody's business. Siege is just fucking. I mean, Christ, there's a fucking really great hardcore band that is fucking thirty years running who have who have some grind elements, named themselves after probably their most popular song drop dead i mean mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah siege is fucking and it's just crazy to me that um while i was taught like like while i mentioned like the english punk influence how informed by uh boston hardcore grind bands are you know siege definitely to the greatest extent but even if you even if you kind of get in the weeds with like more straight up hardcore bands like jerry's kids or ssd control the speed and tempos and some of the they're not they're not playing blast beats but particularly like jerry's kids if you listen to is this my world like the tempos they're playing you're just like yeah this is not grind but i i wouldn't be surprised if grind dudes were weren't listening to jerry's kids <laughs> Yeah, man.
but see, siege even more so because siege is just they're way harsher than uh jerry's kids and jerry's kids is a pretty brutal lesson actually but siege is definitely you know i don't when, think i've ever heard jerry's kids i'm gonna have to check them out yeah they're, they're the record you want to hear is is this my world um the, dr- the drumming is fucking wild like it's just you know the vocal i think what separates them from siege mostly their guitar tones cleaner for sure and the vocals are very much of hardcore of the early 80s like it's not as harsh i mean he's harsh but he's like not bellowing or barking in any way you know mm-hmm. it's more of a kurt brecht kind of vocal style like fast and harsh but not like screaming you know uh but mark when was the first time you heard siege uh i had heard the name floating around for years but i if i remember correctly i picked up i was at i was at a death metal festival at the fantasy yeah and some merch table was set up and they they had a copy of uh the compilation cassette that relapse put out dropped a billion years ago yeah uh yeah, that was what I grabbed, and I, I really liked it, and I lost the tape somewhere along the way, but I always, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. What about you, Tim? Oh, I think it was like early 2000s. I kind of came at them like, I was already into Grind by the time I heard about them. Mm-hmm. So uh, I heard about them, I forget exactly where, but uh, it would have been like 2001, 2002. Uh, checked them out online, really dug it, then I ordered the uh, CD off of uh relapses website did, did did it make sense that you know to your ears having already been in the grind prior that oh wait yeah they probably were listening to these guys yeah oh definitely i mean it was, kind of, it was like that was also about the same time i found out about discharge mm-hmm. so like i i matter of fact i'm pretty sure i got dropped dead and uh, uh see nothing etc on like in like the same order <laughs> the thing about discharge it's like it wasn't much of a secret, but over the past several years, I sort of felt that their impact has been so severe over all kinds of extreme music. That, I mean, the D, I mean, just like the influence of D beat alone, you know? Yeah. There's a, there's a funny thing. A buddy of mine was telling me about how he watches Mick Harris on YouTube, I think. And Mick Harris is like, well, you know, D beats fine, but the Chaos UK beats much better. Watch, you can play it faster, better. Like, and he goes into this weird long explanation as to why he likes the Chaos UK drum beat better than the D beat. It, it's like that is you know, absolutely a, like a that, that's a very drummer thing to say, you know. <laughs> that's also the most Mick Harris thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I mean he's uh he's he's a character for sure. Like even even in the photos, um you could see like when he's got his tongue out and he's playing, I'm like, All right, okay, dude. <laughs> 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 um so I think any other comments about Siege? Anybody? Yes, anybody? No, yes, no. Uh-huh. Okay, fine. Then I'm just gonna go with Asok. Uh that yeah. is a band that I absolutely fell in love with. It. I, I dare say, other than proto grind bands, that's my favorite grind band, hands down. They're my favorite. Um, I got the Annie Capital LP from a buddy of mine. After he, well, my buddy put on a comp called Bloodless Unreal Unreality, 
and it had Destroy and Assuck and Confrontation, I think, and a couple other bands on it. And I was like, oh, this band Assuck's fucking great. Because I had heard Napalm and I was aware of what that was and the whole thing. I knew what Grind was and you know, I was in a carcass and all sorts of stuff. And but they just really they really tripped my trigger, I guess is one way to put it. And so I picked up the Annie Capital LP and then uh the blind spot seven inch. There's a seven inch called state to state where one side is all spoken word, but um they're just they're fucking great because their songs are like literally as short as any grind man you can think like 25 seconds 30 seconds 60 seconds whatever but they're writing hooks they're actually writing hooks with like memorable breakdowns and stuff things i heard i don't know if this is true and i haven't really looked into it but i heard it years ago 
the drummer who um rob proctor i guess was in nasty savage at one point of all bands <laughs> but you know they operated as a three-piece for a long time with paul pavlovich doing the vocals on the eps and the, uh the anti-capital lp and then when he left steve heritage the guitar player took over vocals and they did that misery index lp which is all it also fucking awesome like the song on there yeah the, the song corners holy shit that song is just like they they when they drop into those heavier parts that are a little bit slower it's so good are on point and their politics are on point the only thing i got the only time i got really irritated by them was i drove down with a uh, big metal to go see them at more than music fest it was them and los crudos and a bunch of other bands playing and is it the newport and uh it was their turn to play and they wouldn't play on the stage they refused to play on the stage which is fine i know a lot of punk and diy bands with the of that sort of ethos that they don't like playing on stages. Well, the, the sound guy at the Newport was like, I can't, I can't do it this way, you know, cause it's a big club. And, and I sort of, I think the sound guy could have budged, but I sort of understood his points. Like I got to drag everything off the stage to do this for these guys and put it all back up on there. And the guys in Assock wouldn't budge. They said, well, we're not playing. And big metal knew him because when he was in Ascension, um, Steve Heritage recorded a couple Ascension LPs at um, Morris Sound that Studio Scott Burns owns. Yeah, down in Florida. Big Metal was like, dude, you got to play. People drove from all over to see you guys. Like, well, we're, we're just not going to do it. So Crudos had canceled before we even got there and Asak wasn't going to play. So I was kind of fucking pissed. I was even angrier when I found out the next day that Asak just drove up the street and played in somebody's fucking front yard for 40 minutes. And I missed it. The whole fucking thing. I was That's livid. I was fucking livid. I was just like, all right, dude, I'm down for punk rock ethics, but you guys are fucking dicks. You made me miss your goddamn show. <laughs> I was so yeah. mad. So mad. Uh, when keeping it real goes wrong, I guess is you could file that. Under. <laughs> Too punk um, for Gargus, right? <laughs> yeah i mean and that's 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 a rare thing i mean because i'm all about like yeah that's cool let's do it that way you know but they were just i mean because people that more than music fest back in the 90s you know the first one i think was 92 or 93 was like a huge deal like you know bands from all over the country would play it you know it was totally a diy thing but they had to do it at the newport that year because they couldn't find a, a space big enough and asak was just like no nah, we're not playing on the stage i'm like guys are dicks stop just stop you know um 
even the stuff they did on the Necro Salvation seven inch is pretty good, but that's when they were more like singing like gory death metal lyrics and they only did the one record like that and they kind of sort of don't acknowledge it it appears on a compilation cd that sound pollution put out um but they kind of sort of don't uh acknowledge that and then there's the suffering quota ep which is sounds a bit different too um it sounds more like uh i guess what people have called stench core in the past i don't know what the fuck that really is but I've heard people refer to that sound as Dungecore, but it's all grind. But yeah. so now I'm not, now I'm just rambling. Yeah, it sucks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, what are your guys' experience with Ass Suck? Um, um go on. I I just real might, might not be fast because uh I've somehow managed to never hear them. Dude. <laughs> I fix that seriously yeah, fix no, it. I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to after, after we get off the call, but uh, yeah, I've somehow managed to like, never, it's a name I'm familiar with, but I never took the plunge on, on picking up a record or whatever for reasons. I, I don't even understand. I don't think they're streaming, but you can definitely um, find it on YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube. That's about where I am with them. Like I'd, I've heard them and they're okay, but I've never like really gone on like the deep dive you know what i mean nope right here apple music so it's probably on spotify annie nope. capital which oh it has the um uh, the annie capital release yeah that full um oh it came out on no idea not sound pollution um and then misery index uh a lot of this this compilation that has annie capital plus the eps um a lot of it is just two guitar tracks and drums. There's no bass, but you don't really notice it because it is really heavy in spots. Uh, towards the end of it, they have a bass player. And then on Misery Index, they have a bass player. Um, so you'll notice a bit of a sound difference. And you'll de hear, definitely hear the difference in the vocalist, but it's not too far apart to where it's super, super jarring. Um, Actually, not on Spotify. So I'll let the YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys should listen to them. They're really... And in, in, if you have already take that dive, it's going to take up 20 minutes of your life. You could probably, you could probably listen to them while you're in line getting your, uh, like, you know, coffee or whatever. Like any, it. like any good grind, man. You, yeah. you know, their entire discography is like a 15 minute uh, investment of time, you know? Actually, how long is the compilation one? Because I know that uh, Misery Index is like 17 minutes. Oh, 15 songs, 15 minutes. Nice. And then the Anti-Capital <clears throat> is 27 songs, 24 minutes. So, yeah, there you yeah. go. A half hour for two, two full lengths. <laughs> two full lengths and a bunch of EPs. So, um, yeah. Okay, so, uh, Tim, what you got? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Circle of Dead Children for this one. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about them. Tell me. Uh, they are from PA. They were active. Um, hold on here. Let me find my notes. <laughs> uh, they were active from kind of like the late eighty, or I'm sorry, the late nineties to like the twenty tens. They put out I think four albums, and then they just kind of in like their last album they put out after they took like a year off because they're 
singer had some sort of weird infection or some shit. But they put out that record and then they broke up. Um, to see them at the last World Series of Metal up at the fan. I'm sorry. Did not- they did they write a song about the weird infection? I mean, that's what a grind man. Would do, right? <laughs> I mean, you would think so. Uh, and I I, I uh, misspoke. It wasn't the World Series of Metal. It was the last Ohio Death Fest. Uh, like oh two oh three somewhere around there. Uh, great band life. Uh, they're actually one of the bands that really got me into grind and into playing music. To be perfectly honest. Well, now here's a man who wants to get right down to it. Kind of anxious to get to it, are you? What's their lyrical content like? Because it could go either way with that name. It's kind of like they're not like gore or anything, but they're not like super social. It's they're kind of like I hate I, I hate using the term avant garde that's overused to the point of like being virtually useless. But that's about the only way I can really think of explaining their lyrical content. It's just yeah. kind of weird and arty. So when you say weird and arty, do you have like, uh, are there any peers that you could compare them to? Because it sounds like lyrically. Um, well, I mean, just sound wise, if they're weird and arty, I mean, what do we, what are we looking at? Uh, no, I mean like lyrically, they're oh, weird, lyrically weird and arty. And arty. Okay. Uh, musically, they're de- very death grindy kind of. Are you familiar with like Kill the Client stuff like that? No. Okay, there goes that one. <laughs> <laughs> do they down tune? I have no idea, dude. I'm not a fucking guitarist. <laughs> dude, I am like I do vocals in death metal bands. I don't know. Okay, I'm not, well, a, real, let, I'm not let me, a real musician. Let me let me let me frame it this way then. Are they are they closer to the death metal end of grind or the punk end of grind? A little more towards the death metal. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Circle of dead children. I'll be sure to wear that shirt to work. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, wow, that's that, the most that, inappropriate that'll, joke. That'll want to get canceled. It's absolutely yeah, want to get canceled. Yeah, yeah, want to get canceled. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Mark, do you know have you any experience with this band? 
another one that I, I've I've heard the name quite a bit. I might have even taken a plunge on on picking up a CD out of uh, Ultrasound in the used bin, but I might be confusing them with Vulgar Pigeons. And in fact, the more I think about it, I think I am confusing them with Vulgar Pigeons. Because children and so. pigeons essentially look the same, right? I mean, they, you know, they're yeah, they're small and weird and, and, and filthy. And yeah, filthy. They're, filthy. they're dirty. They're they're di- they're dirty. They're petri dishes of disease and filth. And, yeah, I get it. And they're yeah. everywhere. Yes, everywhere. everywhere. But they're always shitting on my car. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had to like push my children off the hood of my car because they got their got their ass cheeks spread wide open and taking a big dump on my fucking windshield. You know, those like, fucking... oh, God damn it. Not, not now. I gotta go to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's not my four year old, it's the neighbor kid across the street. It's, it's, it's always something, you know. Oh, and you, you, you'd think that they'd have locks on the doors because this shit's happening like at 6 a.m. I mean, <laughs> the fuck. Um, the hell, I'm getting to do it up and up, 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 up and out at 6 a.m., you know? Yeah. Okay, we've killed that bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, drove it right to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the dead children. Oh! <laughs> Oh Jesus. wow! Wow! Oh, uh, so there's gonna be an E next to this podcast <laughs> labeled explicit. Um, Tim, what do you got? Oh, we know Mark. What do you got? That's Mark's turn. Mark's turn. Um, I'm gonna go with discordance axis. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I stumbled onto them. I heard about them uh because i got into the discography of dave witty the uh human remains mm-hmm. and when i heard he moved on from human remains i'd heard that that's what he that or i don't think he moved on he might have been doing them both at the same time i'm not sure but anyway i made the jump from human remains to discordance access and i first thing i picked up by them was inalienable dreamless and i didn't dig it at first um I was listening to a lot of Nazem at the time and uh, they bounce around. Nazem has a lot of like really good, like grind parts, but they also do some breakdowns mm-hmm. and Discordance Texas has none of that.
So it, it kind of like went over my head. But I'd be at work and be like, oh, man, when I get home, I'm going to listen at this Gordon Saxis record. And by the time I got like maybe my third or fourth listen, I'm like, oh, this is actually the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> 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 and uh, it's it it's still to this day one of my favorite grind records of all time. Uh, they have an asset connection in that Rob Proctor played, played drums with them in 95. Okay. I did not know that until I just looked it up. I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, yeah, Dave Whitty, I, I became aware of him because um, he was in a band called I Abhor Her. EP by them not grind definitely like they're a metal band they're kind of they eventually became a cattle press is what they became but the early version of that band was uh joey capizzi who was i think a guitar tech for morbid angel he did vocals and guitar the bass player from born against and uh dave witty and uh they did an ep on uh slap a ham and then after that i started following what dave witty was doing because he was just so good on that record i was like you know um 
Yeah, but uh, you had talked to me about um, discordance axis in the past, and um, what record was it that you just mentioned that you said? The, is... uh, it's the inalienable dreamless. Okay. <clears throat> um, John Chang mostly does uh, grind. Uh-huh. Uh, he did. He did that. He did, and he was kind of the creative, at least like lyrically and like all the art design art, I believe. He was kind of the mastermind behind that. And then when Discordance Axis broke up for the zillionth time for good, uh, he jumped into, he started a band called Gridlink. Mm -hmm. And then that went away for a bit. He formed a one-off band called No One Knows What the Dead Think. Dude, I just found, I just (laughs) heard those guys the first time, maybe about a week ago. And I'm like, I fucking love this. It's so good. And then actually Gridling's getting ready to drop another one. But I feel really? like, yeah, I feel like John Chang's a real, like if, if we're, if we're looking at this assignment from like uh, a beginner's introduction to grindcore, I don't think you have to talk about John Chang. And I think this coordinates access is like the, the best jump off point. Like I said, I think to this day, people still talk about the inalienable, the inalienable dreamless. Like it's up there with scum. Uh, okay Fido. yeah okay as far that, as far as the impact it had yeah it came out in I'm 2000 definitely. and like you definitely like there are a bunch of people just like oh i'm doing this now and it's because they listen to an alien old dreamless yeah that's that's what i'll have to dive into because i haven't um i haven't really spent any time with them beyond just you know hearing a few songs here and there then didn't for whatever reason just never followed up not because anything was bad i just think i was just indifferent to it because there are times when i'm listening to grind and there's a certain level of uh fatigue that comes with it Mm -hmm. and you the the same thing goes for hardcore and punk and metal really any extreme music i mean that's why you got to mix it up you know yeah you you get fatigued man it's just like all right, I'm going to go over here and listen to fucking Isaac Hayes for a couple days because <laughs> I need to fucking, you know, uh, feel like a human being again, you know? 
it's usually uh, James Brown for me. When I, well, when I you, know, you know what? Listen, James Brown does the does the trick too. I mean, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna confuse Clyde Stubblefield with fucking Dave Whitty, but uh, both are <laughs> both are drummers of superior excellence. Like, there's no, it, I, someone would say, well, they wouldn't have much in common. I can tell you what they do have in common, though. As as it, you know, an aside here. Uh, their timing is impeccable. Like you would yep. never ask those guys to play to a click track if you didn't have to, unless you're one of those prick engineers who says, well, we have a click track. <laughs> I don't think Dave Woody needs one. I don't think in the same way that Clyde Stubblefield probably never needed a click track in the same way that, uh, fucking, um, ABC, DBC's original drummer didn't need a click track. Guys no. like that, guys who just have time and they just don't make mistakes, you know. So Dave no. Whitty's excellent in that way. And even though he's wildly different than Clyde Stubblefield, that is something they do have in common. They don't make mistakes, you know. I mean, I saw him play that uh um that brain tentacle show at oh, the West Side Bowl, and he was fucking amazing. In fact, that whole show, that whole set was <laughs> fucking loved it. Loved it. Not grind. Definitely weird beard shit, but Dave Whitty was just flawless, you know. They're they keep threatening a second album, Brain Tentacles, and I'm so here for it. Well, they should do it. I agree. Stop talking <laughs> shit, and just fucking do it. You hear me, Aaron? Be a dick. Get it together. Throwing down that gauntlet. On the bleach mouth. He he does he Aaron doesn't give a fuck what I say. He's gonna be like, fuck you, Larry. <laughs> He'll just turn the conversation of Voivod to get me to shut up about his band, which works every fucking time. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. Yeah. Um so I guess uh I will go with another progenitor, uh repulsion. Mm, kind of definitely. a no-brainer for some people. Other people, maybe not as much. People might be like, well, it sounds more like proto death metal. I'm like, nah, they're grinding pretty, pretty. I fast mean, they're, in they're, parts. they're like that, like super gore grind shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that they sound that that's another case where a grind band sounds really punk in spots, like insanely. Like they actually do the Oompa beat. Fuck, 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 fuck
yeah, that, um, I heard about them through, what was I reading? I was reading a, a metal magazine. There was a magazine in the eighties called metal maniacs. Yep. And I've never been able to find it online or any reference to it online. They weren't a part of this particular issue. There was an ad in the back, I believe, is where I saw it. But the issue had, um, it was a uh, an encyclopedia of thrash metal. And they had like all these listings of bands that were thrash metal bands or influenced thrash. And then they broke it down to different cities and they would list like 10 records that were influential on that particular scene, you know. And in the back, there was an ad for uh, Repulsion's Horrified on, um, I think, Wider Records was the original label that put it out. And I had heard about it, and a buddy of mine got me a dub copy of it, which promptly broke. And it wasn't till several years later that, um, not relapse, but somebody else put it out on cassette, and I had that cassette. And they changed the color of the skull, like it was purple the skull face and stuff. And, and since then I've bought, um, I've bought the relapse reissue on vinyl, but I do have um, the excruciation seven inch. As soon as I saw that was available when that first came out in the early nineties, I picked that up, but repulsion is just fucking great. The vocals are great. The playing is great. They're fast. They're punky. And that guitar tone, that bass tone is ridiculously discharge influence just filthy sounding it sounds like a vacuum cleaner being turned on and off real fast you know it's <laughs> it, there's real no real kind of you know it's just like tones like sort of of the same it's very monotonous but just great and um it just everything about them is awesome um but i had got that dub. Oh, I also after after I got that dub copy and that broke. I also had that Grind Crusher cassette, and they were on there as well. Radiation Sickness appears on that, mm. so that's uh that was another. Um, but I've loved them ever since then. And anybody who who likes any kind of like dirty, hardcore or punk or metal, and if I think that they might be into it, I actually bought a copy. <laughs> I actually bought a copy of the LP and left it at square records and because I already had one and uh, I was in there one time and Carl, my friend who works at earthquake or devices, he's in a band called nervous future. He happened to be in there like Carl, have you ever heard of repulsion? He goes, no, I said, here you go. And I pulled it out from my hold bill hold bin. I already paid for it. And I'm like, here you go. And gave it to him because I, it was a record that I felt there are a couple records I have there. And I'm like, if you're there and I'm there and I've already paid for it, I'm just going to give it to you because you need to hear it. And that was one of those instances like repulsion is a band people need to hear. If you like any oh, kind of, if you, if you like any kind of real extreme music, repulsion is fucking great. Even the crustiest of crust punks that I knew that were like super political, I was able to turn them on to repulsion. Like, well, the lyrics are silly death metal lyrics, but this is really fucking great. And I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> they're awesome. You know? So I, I don't know what I'll say about them. Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts on repulsion? Um, I dig them, uh, and I'm actually kind of mad that I forgot to put them on my list. <laughs> okay, well there you go. There you go. Uh, I first heard. Uh, I found out about them sometime in the late '90s. I'm like 90% sure I saw like a a patch on somebody's battle jacket or some shit, <laughs> and I was like, and it was the one with like the the weird zombie head. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that looks cool as fuck. I got to figure out what that is. <laughs> did you, uh, did you ever catch any of the reunion shows by any chance at any of the metal fests? No, no. What's crazy is Scott Carlson's musical journey after that. He was in Cathedral for a while playing bass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was in a couple of Mark. You know what other bands he was in? I don't know, but I, the the cathedral thing always made me laugh because he started in Repulsion and ended up, you know, polar with the opposite friend, with the yeah. singer from Naval Death doing exactly. This. <laughs> <laughs> and he he um, I think on one of one of Cathedral's last tours, he actually played live, if not on the album, okay. one of their final albums. But um, yeah, Repulsion are great. Uh, I stumbled onto them via Relapse's uh, corporate corporate death, the corporate death sampler, mm-hmm. and uh, maggots in your coffin was on there. And oh, I, so I, I, I don't, I don't fuck too hard with the gory stuff, like, yeah. like gore, gore metal or gore grind, but I really liked that, and I never forgot that song ever. And when Relapse did. Uh, the full on like reissue back in like the, the early two thousands, I think on CD, mm-hmm. uh, I, I picked up a copy of Quonsonut. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great record. And again, if this, if this is, you know, how do I, your, your grindcore starter kit, I don't think you can do this without repulsion. He did a uh, death breath cathedral septic tank. And he did it. He was on, a, he was on a church of misery record as well yeah dude he's a he's a really good uh really good bass player yeah oh well think yeah death press had nikki anderson in it yep that's fucking i don't know much about that band i just knew who they were yeah i mean horrified's fucking great it's so good it's really good (laughs) really is um it's it's one of those records it's classic for a reason you know yeah so that's two that's two each so far right yes Yes. We're at two. Okay. Uh Tim, what you got? Uh the next one I'm gonna go I'm gonna kinda break tradition and go with something much more modern simply because I like to pit my friends' bands. Um, okay. Uh a band out of Philly called Gross. Gross. Uh the best way imagine if like a fart joke were a grind band. That's the only way I can really describe <laughs> it. <laughs> That is hysterical. Speaking of gross, my dog just farted and fart jokes. <laughs> this motherfucker. Your dog is grind as fuck, yeah? Yeah, he's. <laughs> this motherfucker, man, he eats the cat's food, then he comes in my room in the office and tries to do something. I got through, and he fucking rips ass. It smells like a cross between dog shit and fucking cat food. It's the worst. Okay, gross. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's about what you would. It's. Just completely just tongue in cheek, puerile immature shit, and it's just really fucking fun. Yeah, you know, long songs, like, short songs, shortish, mostly uh, like between minute and two range. They're from Philly, you said. Yeah, uh, uh, the drummer Armin is a dude I jammed with in a couple of different bands. Um, him and the singer used to be in a band out of Philly called Corpse Hoarder. Uh, and Armin's been in a shit ton of other bands, like he's been in Cognitive, Frost Giant. He's one of those dudes like always has like four fucking bands going, and I have no idea how he finds the time. 
Uh, according to their band camp, uh, Toilet Humor Death Grind from Philly, PA. Yeah. Uh, are these song titles? Jingle Bell Dogs? War Cup? Oh, I love this one cover. Which the one? Dog on frothing Jingle Bell Dogs. Uh, World War Come. Welcome to the Slime House <laughs> and Demo John. Okay. Yeah, these covers are foul, man. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. You're welcome. You're thank you. <laughs> I think. I'll tell you, I'll actually, I'll actually text you and let you know whether I'm actually thanking you or not, or that was just me <laughs> being facetious. I mean, um, I'm just, I'm just assuming facetious. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure <laughs> it out and I'll get back to you. I'll All send right. you, I'll send you a PowerPoint. Um, <laughs> Ways Mark, in which you could go fuck yourself. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, PowerPoints are gross when you think about it. <laughs> Office culture yeah. is gross. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't get me started. Mark, what do you got? Um, I'm going to go something a little more. They've been around for a while, but I, I believe they just dropped something pretty recently. Uh, Cloud Rat. Mm, yeah, yeah. What are they called? Cloud Rat. Cloud Rat. Tell me about uh, uh, Very kind of um, punky grindcore, but a, a lot of other influences seep in. There's some black metal. There's some like melodic screamo. Uh, and they've, they've, they've done a couple of releases that are just nothing but pure noise. Uh-huh. Um, I've not kept up with them because they're so prolific. And for a while, I actually kind of fell out of grand core a little bit because it was just, it was too much and I just wasn't in a headspace for it. And that was about the time then when they really started to take off. But one of the last gasps I had with, with like really loving grind core was when I found cloud rat. 
in particular, they're, Mich- they're a Michigan band, correct? Yes. Yeah, actually, uh, there was when I was a little more active in grindcore, um, I got to interview Rorick for a little blog called Operation Grindcore. And uh, he was he was super he was super cool. It was a really easy interview to do. Um, I remember that website. Yeah, actually, uh, they did a couple samplers. My old grind band was on. That's how I got roped into that. So, um, yeah, that guy, they, I they fell apart. That that whole thing, not Cloud Rat, uh, the Operation Grindcore blog, it fell apart pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I recommend Cloud Rat. Which album? Uh. Fever Dreams is the one I have the best memories on. Uh, but like I said, they're so they, they've got a good like 10, 15 releases. Well, it looks like they did three albums in tw- 2022 alone. That sounds uh, about right. Threshold. Um please just let me off the cliff. And which I think might be one of the noisier ones. I could be wrong. Cloud Rat Redux. Which is Re- I say Redux might be some re-recordings of some older stuff. It says buy record vinyl hundred US dollars. What the fuck? What is who's that? Ru- who's running the band camp? Uh because I think that I think they're another band that might have multiple band camps because of where they've been signed. They've bounced just, around on a lot of labels. It's not it's not a label that's running it. Okay. It's just uh yeah, I don't know. Um, it might CD be CD is fourteen dollars. <laughs> that can't be right. That that's, can't be right. That's excessive. No one's paying fourteen dollars for a CD in twenty twenty three. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was referring to, asshole. But you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. Flatterat. Okay. Um. Okay, so I guess I'm up, and I am going to get real vanilla with it, and I'm going to say Carcass. Uh, I think that a lot, most people that I know tend to prefer, it's like two camps, it seems like. Um, They're either of the necroticism camp or the heart working after camp. And I don't think there are a ton of people that are in the heart work and symphonies of sickness, record putrefaction camp, which is the camp I'm in. Like I like both of them, but for me, I think the real grind is actually just the first two records. And then there are songs on tools of the trade that they redid that are, that are like, they redid uh rotten to the gore, which I think is this actually the superior version of the two, because you can hear everything they're doing. Um, I heard symphonies of sickness first, at least the full LP, but um, exhume to consume was on that grind crusher comp. And that's the first time I heard them. And I'm like, what is this? It sounded unlike anything I had heard before. And I was like, you know, they were playing like, really fast and kind of um you know just unlike anything and it was just so i picked up symphonies of sickness and i'm like okay this is my jam and then i got recaputure faction that took me a long time to really i had to live with that one before i was like in 100 because that sounds so bad like it's just not and you know i know bill steer said it but even back then i thought to myself 
even before Bill Steer put words to my thoughts, I was thinking to myself, well, how can you record this? There's no precedent for this. Like this doesn't sound, I mean, you know, I mean, it can be argued that that's why a lot of hardcore records sounded bad, but that wasn't quite, you know, Carcass was playing in different tunings than hardcore bands were for sure. So you, you know, I know that's not an apples to apples comparison, but when you're playing music that doesn't sound like anything else at the time, you're like, okay, well, how do you engineer this? What do you do with this? kind of shooting from the hip on it yeah so so reek sounds terrible but i don't think that i don't think you have to sound terrible to make good grindcore but sometimes there's a charm there's a charm in it where at least carcass is an extreme case of like their bad sounding records are awesome and part of it's because they sound bad and their other records that sound fucking fantastic are awesome because they also they fucking sound fantastic you know, I think I, I'm also of I'm in a minority where like, although I do like Necroticism, I think that's their most boring record because that sounds like riff salad to me and there's no character to it. And it's just like there's some good songs on there and, and, and I do like it, but it's nowhere near the record that the early stuff is or the stuff that came after it. That's just my take. And the stuff that came after it, you could argue whether it's grind or not. I don't really think it is. It's it's more quote-unquote melodic death metal i guess might be something i mean there's the only band i know that took like you know they said hey we're gonna play really fast but we're also gonna have fucking harmonies and solos that sound like shit that adrian smith and dave murray are playing like that's what it sounds like to me or hey guess what we listened to thin lizzie yesterday let's do this guitar so you know <laughs> over this insane like blast beat you know i mean it's just crazy how ubiquitous that sound became immediately after Heartwork was released. Like it's crazy. But it, when I'm thinking of Grind, I'm thinking of those first two albums. Yeah, Carcass. I think Carcass is a no-brainer, much in the same way Napalm Death is. At least to me. I don't know if you guys disagree or not, because they're they really cover a lot of ground pretty quickly. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I am definitely in the symphonies and like Rika Future Future Faction camp. Yeah. Necroticism. Uh, it was. Okay, but not you know it's not it's not one of the ones I routinely listen to. Hard working after, yeah, I tried, I tried, just couldn't get into it. Well, truth be told, it took me a good five years before I was willing to say, okay, I like hard work. And then once I just once I got past that, once I got over that hump, then I fell in love with it. 
I actually, I, I actually, I actually think Surgical Steel, in some ways, is better, but in other ways, it's not. I, I think the problem I have with Surgical Steel is the drumming sounds inorganic because there's a lot of, a lot of drumming when you're playing that fast, be it metal or grind or whatever, where the drums just sound like, okay, yeah, this is all click track. I don't feel any, I don't feel any um soul here. It's just all very, you know. The, the kick drum sounds a certain way. It doesn't sound like a kick drum anymore. It sounds like a thapping sound instead of a round, earthy sound, you know? And I think Ken Owen not being their drummer, you know, for perfectly good reasons, um, I think they sort of suffer a little bit from that because his drumming just felt more naturalistic and felt, you know, more, you know... Everything just sounds like triggers to me now. That's all I'm saying. It just sounds like everything's triggered, you know, as opposed to like a real actual thump. Mm -hmm. So that, I don't know how else to explain it. I don't have the the language for it, but I think you guys know where I'm getting. Yeah, with yeah, that. I think so. yeah. yeah. What about you, Mark? Uh, so I actually came to uh, Carcass via Heartwork. Okay. Um, I went. I went Heartwork. I loved it. Uh, I went back to necroticism. I loved it. So fuck you guys. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> look, look there, there's, 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 listen, just say, I, I don't hate no, I don't I'm just saying for me, yeah, yeah. It, it bores me a little bit. There's some like incarnated solvent abuse is that's a mind blowing song. Yeah. You know, that's a really good track. Um, but that's the only one that stands out, at least to me, you know, mm. but go ahead. Um, so loving uh being as obsessed with uh those two albums as i was uh i think back in 96 97 eric re-released the first two with that generic like neon artwork Mm -hmm. and i went and i grabbed them kind of expecting yeah 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 (laughs) i was expecting necroticism i was expecting heart work no (laughs) no not even a little bit Surprise. And, and and pile that pile the awful recordings on top of it. It's just to this day, I still can't get into those records. I should give them another I should give them another go though. I th- I, I think... should give them a 15th go. Well, here here's here's what <laughs> here's what I tell people to do. Get yourself the tools of the trade EP. Have it. Okay. So listen to Rotten of the Gore, that version. Then go back and listen to one on Reek. And that I, will pr- that will prime your ears for everything else that's on that record, because then you'll be able yeah. to hear what they're doing a little bit better because you sort of like, OK, I, I, at least that's what I tell people. Like I was primed for it because I heard Simp is heard Exhumed to Consume first. Right. And I was like, T- Tim's ro- Tim's rolling his eyes. <laughs> oh, no, I was just scratching an itch. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I heard Exhumed to Consume first because it was such an odd sounding band. I was like way into it i was like you know because who sounded like that it sounded like literally like somebody vomiting Whatever takes my heart to decide on my questions, we are. Come, let me answer. It's too high, never realize. Victory, persistent, the real. The rest of this world, all that can tell. We can fight, war, 
and then the other guy's screeching in you know a way that not and i mean ken owens <clears throat> vocals not even uh uh what's his face not even jeff walker's vocals when but when ken owen would do a vocal there are black metal musicians that wish they could sound like Ken Owen did when he was did his vocal parts that that howling <laughs> screech that weirdo yeah yeah everything about that band was just odd and I'm like I'm into this this yeah. is great you know it's the acronite in me it's got to be fucking weird man or it's like you know <laughs> um to the AK Rowdy coming out yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> thank you Devo <laughs> Devo and Carcass man. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly well no but so then when I, so when then when i listen to reek i'm like well this sounds awful but i was able i was i was ready for it because i was prepared for that so i could see from your point of view you're like you're hearing these well-recorded albums immaculately immaculately played and then you go back you're like oh my god what is this you know i wish well, I, I wish there were a world where I, I don't know. I wouldn't want them to re-record them in the way that, say, the Cavaliers just redid Morbid Visions, because I think you take something away from that. You know, yeah. it, it, it's a time and a place thing, and people can't help their context or or where they fall in a chronology of things, and people come to things a certain way. So when people say, oh, I hate those records, I'm like, okay. You know, yeah. but if, if somebody's open to it, to re-looking at them again the way you just said you were, and I I know you've heard Tools of the Trade. You probably have made that comparison. I would just say, make that comparison again before you dive into those records. Yeah, you know, because you you'll be able to hear. Oh, okay, I'm hearing what they're doing here. You know, a little actually, bit better than what 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 I did before. You know, actually, uh, I was I've been eyeing up uh, Carcass for a season of the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's okay. the, that would be like the perfect excuse to go back and like really dig into that stuff. So. Not not grind at all, but how do you guys feel about the um, what's the one oddball record where they started doing like rock and roll stuff? <laughs> what was that record? Swan that song. Swan song. Swan song. How do you guys song. feel about that one? F- fucking hate it. Yeah, uh, like, like that. Okay. Like that. Like if like if ever there is an album that I will actively shit on any chance <laughs> I get, it is that one. I hate that. Like hard work not my thing but i just kind of couldn't get into it the swan song was like fuck this i i it's fine i eventually came to terms with it and it's got some okay songs on it um but yeah yeah i think i I, I think that's kind of what drives me away from the newer stuff and you know again they can do whatever the hell they want but they they embraced swan song as part of their their legacy and you can hear that in the last two albums they did and those swan songy parts are the parts of those albums i don't really care for okay yeah i mean to me i think it's less of an extension of swan song and more of an extension of heartwork to me i think that the lot i think here's what i think the logical conclusion should have been swan song after surgical steel and the most recent one torn arteries like i think swan song it sounds almost like they just sort of they went to the future and they said oh we recorded this shitty record here let's let's re-record it here right (laughs) after heart work instead and just fuck everybody's program up like i I could it sounds like like swan song sounds like what they should have been progressing to 
not that they should have, but I mean, it sounds like it sounds like the end of an of a story arc as opposed to this weird fucking detour they make in the middle of their fucking career. Right. Well, it, it is the end of the story arc. And then to me, Swan, uh, Surgical Steel and Torn Arteries is is kind of the, the George Lucas versions. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, that's the one. Sur- surgical that's the Steel. where Greedo shoots first, right? <laughs> surgical Steel and Torn Arteries are like Superman Returns. It ignores everything after Superman Two, and you put them right there. Yeah, Swan Song is Superman Three, and most of those songs are Richard Pryor in Superman Three. Okay. Okay. I mean, which, and the tail end. Which one is the? Yeah, yeah. The unwritten one. I mean, it's probably one of their other bands. What's the other band he's in? Uh, Black Star. It's Black Star. Black, it's Black Star. Black Star is <laughs> Superman for Quest for Peace. Oh my God! I I I bought that on import because I was I was just like, well, maybe because I I like I what adored. Superman four on DVD or Black Star? <laughs> Black yeah, Star. I was about, I was about, <laughs> I was about to ask the same question. To be I was like out. thinking to myself, are you buying Superman 4 on import? Why the fuck? It, with all the all the information available to us through the internet, no. why would you buy Superman 4? No. You could no, probably buy it for a fiver off of Amazon or some shit. <laughs> it's probably playing on Tubi, but they don't advertise <laughs> it. On freebie. You could, could probably walk into that bin at Walmart with all the DVDs, find it, and look at the cashier and go, just go, just go. It, <laughs> Superman 4, A Quest for Peace, is like the analogous of of a fucking uh, unlockable character that you don't want. Like, you just just happen to run into it, and you play, and you're like, oh, this is bad. This is stupid. I hate it. Thanks. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, Carcass Rules. I I think, like I said, I think... And I don't even really hate Swan Song. I just I heard it one time, accepted it for what it was, and never went back to it. Yeah, I just didn't. I was I was I, I'm like I don't down. I don't well I wasn't happy about it. I was like I don't need this in my life, and just walked away. From it. I'm like I've got I've got real problems. I don't need to add to them. You know. I'd ra- I'd rather waste my time listening to music I I enjoy. Yeah. Just, you know, hate listening to things. <laughs> oh God. All right, uh, Tim, what you got? Uh, what do we got here? Let's go with um, uh, let's go with some PLF. Okay. Uh, okay. they're band out. They're a band out of Texas. Uh, PLF. Depending on which album you look at, it stands for either Pretty Little Flower or Pure Lycanthropic Fury. Uh, they're very <sighs> death grindy, very punkish. Uh, I believe they were a two piece for quite some time. I think they're a full band now. Uh, forget how many records they put out, but they were active like um, I want to say like uh, early two thousands and like twenty tens. They have an album called Ultimate Whirlwind of Incineration, which I love. That fucking song. it's a good a grindcore band. <laughs> so great. Oh, they also have Pretty Little Flower though. It, on Discogs, it's Pretty Little Flower. Uh, and I, there was another acronym that it stood for. Um, I'm drawing a complete fucking blank here. Oh, uh, I think it was Punishing Lethal Force. Uh-huh. I think that's the one they're currently going with. Uh-huh. 
they um they did a record on six weeks, which is a uh, yeah, pretty well known for putting out infest stuff or infest reissues. They did a they got a lot of splits here too. They did some unholy grave. Well, what band hasn't done a fucking split with unholy grave? I mean, I've never been in a band that did a split with unholy grave. Well, it's you that, you aside you aside what other bit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tim, we can't we can't help you there. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I suck. It's true. <laughs> I'm fucking terrible. Yeah, I'm not pulver- a good man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Pulverizing Lethal Force is one of the record. It came out in 07. Um, which one do you go with? Which one's the one you like? Uh the whirlwind one that I can never remember. Ultimate the whirlwind of Cinderation. Let's see. That's a pretty short record. I mean, these songs are about a minute and a half. Well, I know, but I mean, I was like, given the song links, even though they're a minute and a half, I was expecting like more songs, not more length, just more songs. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) But they're from Texas. What part of Texas are they from? Do you know? Uh, I want to say like the Dallas Fort Worth area, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Uh, Genre rock. Grindcore thrash, according to Discogs, you know, and they know everything. So what are you gonna do? Clearly, do you know anything about this guys, Mark? Nope. Uh, no? That's 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 another band that I I heard the name. Um, if they were active around 2007 to 2010, or that's when they started. That's about the time my daughter was born, and that's about the time my disposable income disappeared. Uh, so bad, fair. <laughs> that's legit. <laughs> yep, that'll do it. That'll do it. So I, I another one I, I missed the bus on. Okay. All right, Mark, you're up. What's up? Nausum. Okay. I think they're a no-brainer. A lot of people might not, but I think they are. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're no-brainer, 100. Yeah, I, I, if you like Grindcore and you don't like Nausum, I, I don't understand you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something's broken. Yeah. <laughs> What what's the record for you for them? Uh it, it it's 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 by a, it's by a sh- it's by a hair, but uh, inhale exhale. Okay, that was the album I got into them. It's a good one. On uh, I found them on another relapse comp where they put like the least grindy song on there, which is the title track. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's right. no blast beats on the song at all.
was just like, well, it's a good song. I'm going to give it a go. And I, I bought it and I'm like, yeah, this is fucking amazing. What the hell were you guys doing with that? That that being the leadoff track. <laughs> Even uh, Burns, I was a, a thousand years ago when uh, I got that sampler or I, I picked up Inhale Exhale. We were talking about it at a show and he was like, uh, yeah, what the hell? There's supposed to be this amazing grind band and they that that's not grind. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, dude, but like I have the full length. It's amazing. Check them out. first heard him uh i was hanging out big metal one night and i had turned him on to infest a number of years before that and he said to me he goes i know that your taste for grind is kind of limited and somewhat narrow in focus he goes but he goes these guys don't sound like infest because they're not a hardcore band he goes but they have the same they're the same idea about about writing songs is still important no matter how fast you're going like they're not about the campaign for musical destruction sort of thing. They're more like we're still writing songs. So he played Inhale, Exhale for me, and I fucking loved it. Uh, the second one I liked. I still like it. I still have it. It's okay. But um, Hell Vet's my favorite, hands down. Um, we played, we meaning Donald, and we played a show at this band called Victims at Annabelle's. They're on tour from Sweden. And I was talking to the guitar player, by the way, who had a broken leg. He had a cast from hip all the way down. He was sitting in a chair with his leg up. And we got to talking and I said to him, I said, have you guys ever crossed paths with Nazem? Because I love him. And the guitar player goes, I'm their new bass player. And I said, oh. And he goes, do you want to hear our new record? I'm like, yes. Because they stayed in the house. <laughs> right. He gave, me, he gave me and Spindler a burn copy of Helvet before it came out. And it oh, was, yeah, it was, it was pretty goddamn amazing.
that whole band victims is a good band. I like them a lot. I I've their LPs, they're really good. If you like modern DB, uh quote unquote stadium crust, which I think is the bullshit term. Um that's a new one. Well, it's it's well listen, it's 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 a label applied to bands that play like crust punk D beat stuff, but have like a bigger production sound, like tragedy or skit system or disfear, who I dislike quite a bit. See what I did there? And uh victims pr- falls into that uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw you do the rim shot. You're supposed to do the do the mouth sound, Mark. <laughs> We're not on television. We can see each other, but the people listening can't see you do that. This is a purely audio medium. No, this is for us. That was for us. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's what, that's what they, that's stadium crust. It's not really a genre. It's just like a sound and, uh, you know, um, so yeah, Victims is a good band. That dude is a nice guy. We and I fell in love with Helvet right away. I think it's the catchiest. It's the best songwriting. And I think I don't think it's too. I don't think it's too bold of a statement to say that Carcass's heart work was probably in their CD players at some point. Now they're oh, not a, sure. in that melody and harmonies were important to them. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't sound the same way Carcass uh, did on Heartwork, but there's a lot of melody in a lot of their fucking riffing, even when they're going a billion miles an hour, which yep. is unlike most bands that play that at that velocity. So, oh yeah, definitely. Um, have you ever gotten to see them, Tim? Uh, no, I think they were broken up by the time I really got turned on to them. Yeah, they actually did. Uh... They did a final tour that I guess hit no class. Yeah. Jason uh, Lichka went to that one. You guys know Jason? Uh, yeah, I know Jason. I know of him. I don't think I'm not sure if I've ever actually met him. Nice guy. Um, my wife calls him the nicest guy in the world. Yes. Uh, based on a story about him uh giving a prostitute a free pizza. Um <laughs> that's literally hey, that's literally the whole story. Got to too, man. Yeah. And, and you know, there, there nothing else was exchanged. He just said, Here, pizza, gave it to her. Right on. You know. I should say sex worker, but he used the word prostitute when he told me the story because it was a long time ago he told me that story. So, and that was still the proper nomenclature at the time. So, you know, uh, I guess I'm going to get canceled all over this episode, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, we've all fucked up at this point. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about grindcore. We've got to get offensive at some point. Well, we don't, <laughs> but I mean, if you want to go down that, that gore grind path, we can. I mean, <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I mean, let's be honest, you're hitting AC territory with some of these terms. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're not quite that bad yet. Let's give us let's give okay. ourselves some okay. credit. A- agoraphobic <laughs> nosebleed. OK, That's fair. Fair, enough. fair enough. Um, But yeah, he got the same. He said it was still a really good show that it was yeah. like um, tasteful and very appropriate given the circumstances <laughs> of the band having broke up the first time, you know? So, um, yeah, I was pretty sad. I missed it. He had asked me if I was going to go. I said, I'll, I'm going to try. And I think work interfered with it. So I couldn't make it, but yeah. Um, okay. Who, who was that? Who, who said, who said Nazem? That was me. That was you. Okay. So it's my turn. We're still at four, right? Yes. I think so. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Brutal Truth. 
Um, it's another yeah. no-brainer. Yep. I almost went with Bolt Thrower, but that's they're more well known for their more death metal sounds. But I would argue in yeah, battle there yeah. is no. I I would argue in battle there is no law in those peel sessions. There's a lot of grind on there, but not enough for me to really go with them. Um, I wanted to in a way because I love early Bolt Thrower. Like the first three albums are just fucking so good. But they, I don't, I don't want to say they don't qualify, but it's not quite what I was looking for when I was making my list. But uh, Brutal Truth, I got to see them. It was them and uh, I saw them at Flashes. Oh, wow. It was them. I get these shows mixed up. I saw Entombed with either Incantation or Brutal Truth. And the other show I get it mixed up with is Pungent Stench, who I saw either with Incantation or Brutal Truth. Oh, wow. What I do distinctly remember that is not anything to get mixed up because I saw those, I saw both those shows in quick succession. And um, what I do remember is Kevin Sharp dragging the hood of a car out to the stage and taking a circular saw, raking it across it during their set and sparks flying all over the place. that i was like I, I was unaware dan loker was in the band i just somebody played a couple songs from the extreme measures record yeah. and i was like oh this is cool i like this and i got to show like why is the dude from nuclear assault here <laughs> and my buddy goes he's in brutal truth and i'm like oh okay and you know it tracks Dan Loker being the kind of guy he is, it tracks yeah. that he was in Brutal Truth. I mean, he has his hands in all kinds of music. He had his hands in the New York City Mayhem demo, which became Straight Ahead, which those guys went to be in Youth of Today, and you know, being in SOD, and so it in him being in Anthrax for a while, and so it makes and sense blurry. that he, he, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that he would, uh, you know, be into a band like Brutal Truth, and they were really, really good live. I, I um. I like Sounds of the Animal Kingdom, but I think Extreme is probably my favorite. I think that just that initial record just really kind of did it for me. Um, but that's the I brutal truth is 
yeah, I mean, I guess I guess they could be considered a no-brainer. They're really good. What do you, mm-hmm. what are your guys' takes on Brutal Truth? Uh, extreme Conditions, great record. That uh, Walking Corpse is probably one of the best opening tracks ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, like the moment I heard that shit, I was in love. I hope you make sure we're properly, properly dead, dead before, before you, you start. start. I hope you make sure we're properly dead before you start. they've got a knack of putting together really awesome samples for, for kicking off their songs. Um, it's, I like it a lot. It's not one of my favorites, but you mentioned sounds of the animal kingdom, uh, that opening sample still not loud enough, still not fast not enough. Fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I like. I think that record cover is awesome though. Yes. I, I, I think oh, that, definitely. I, I think that record cover is way more interesting than extreme conditions. It's yeah. extreme conditions felt like, Oh, it tells you what it's going to sound like. Sounds the animal kingdom is a little more vague. Like, you know, it's going to be intense, but it, it looks like it could be like a, a tough guy, hardcore album cover, but it's not Almost. a tough guy, hardcore. No, record. not, you know, um, it looks like something like, you know, maybe Phil and some things on this record. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, thankfully he doesn't. Although I'm I, sure, I, although I, I'm I, sure, I, I'm, I'm sure he'd tell you Phil and someone like, Yo, I love I love brutal truth, man. It's fucking great. I, I love brutal truth, man. I'm feeling shamo from the vampire car. <laughs> guy's such a fucking turd. What a fucking turd that guy the is. Thing, the thing about brutal truth is, brother. <laughs> he does sound like kind of like a hillbilly Hulk Hogan that's like dope sick. <laughs> He's a 100. dope sick hillbilly Hulk Hogan. 100. What a goon! Um, <laughs> yeah, but brutal truth is awesome. Um, yep. Yeah, I was fortunate to catch them completely because I was going to see one or one of the other two bands. It was either Pungent Stench or Entombed. I can't remember which. I, I'm pretty sh- actually. I'm pretty sure it was Entombed. Now that I'm thinking about it, but um, yeah, that was that was a really good show. Um, I 
I so, caught yeah. them live a couple of times. I saw them. They opened for Cannibal Corpse on the Kill Trend Suicide EP tour. Okay. Uh, at the Agora on Thanksgiving Eve, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And then <laughs> uh, I can tell you the story offline because it's, it's kind of lengthy, but uh, I ended up making a trek out to Erie PA to see them on the sounds of the Animal Kingdom tour in a really bad snowstorm. Today is the day was playing. And uh, basically uh, the, the weather conditions were so bad that like basically as bands were rolling in, they kind of had to just go right to the stage and play. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was pretty sketch. I probably shouldn't have made the trip, but I really wanted to see Brutal Truth. Right. <laughs> so. OK, Tim, what's up? What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go something really modern, uh, a band uh, out of California called Mongrel. Mongrel. Uh, I believe they only have like one EP out. It came out last year. I think it's just like a three track one. Uh, they're very that kind of like weekend nachos, fast core kind of grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, really dig them. Got that kind of hardcore style vocals where it's not quite a growl, but it's not quite a yell. It's just kind of that like gruff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not because it actually you know, doesn't sound like shit <laughs> you know I, I talk a lot of shit about Pantera but my relationship with that band is complicated uh, look I just I just cut a lengthy podcast season about oh, my I relationship know. with Pantera I know. <laughs> Tim doesn't know <laughs> I'm letting Tim know that I know and I'm winking at him like I know Tim <laughs> I mean I've heard you would uh, Eagle talk about Pantera quite a bit on his podcast. Well, he li- <laughs> he he likes that band, and it's just like I listen. I don't want to go too far down this <laughs> this path, but if it'll make anybody laugh, I just I just I've always fucking hated that band. Always hated them. I've only o- only in the past like since like the early aughts, I kind of sort of decided like, well those guys are actually pretty good players. Like they can play their instruments, you know, but the whole methodology of how they're writing and, you know, I don't even want to bring up the X hoarder thing. Cause that's just such a stupid argument. Like I'm like, yeah. So they sound like another band that was doing something similar, but my problem with their songwriting on the face of it is like, and they admitted this. It's like, let's just take all the breakdowns and make those the songs. And it's like, okay, so the dumbest parts of the songs, you're basically, you're making those 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 riffs ineffective. Because the whole thing about a breakdown, when you drop into it, is the punch of it. You know, you go from fast part into a breakdown, right? Do you if want deathcore? Because that's how you get deathcore. Yeah, deathcore is fucking <laughs> trash. It's trash music. Beatdown, deathcore, all that stuff is trash music. It's horrible. But Like, I, I love breakdowns, but... Like a fucking four minute song. You can you can have a song that might be like that, or two songs that might be like that. But their entire thing is just all these like and like you know the whole groove thing. I'm like, first of all, there's no soul to it, so it's not really groove anything. It's just fucking, and that guitar tone is horrid. It is horrid. It sounds like solid state bullshit. Like, and you can make a solid state amp sound good, but there's it. It just it just sounds like it doesn't even sound powerful. It just sounds like this overly processed guitar tone. It's awful. The drumming 
while he's clearly skilled, relies way too much on double kick. I hate the way the fucking drums are produced. Every time, every time I hear him like, oh, Terry Date did this, you know, I mean, they're just. And dude can actually sing, but he chooses to just go, wah, 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 you know, whatever. And that's the fucking phrase he uses every song. Wah, wah. Whether it's down, whether it's fucking super joint ritual, it's some bullshit like oh. wanting to be in Leonard Skinnerd and a hardcore band at the same time. And it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> and oh my God, I should have, I should have drug you into the podcast. He's <laughs> He's fucking lame. And and even on the parts where he sings really well, the lyrics are so monumentally stupid. They're bad. They're, They're so stupid. Bad. And it's look, like the most inane shit ever. Listen, I like some knuckle dragging shit. Oh but at least but at least at least I think those guys can read at a fucking third grade level. That fucking dude, I doubt he could tie his own shoes without fucking some kind of physical assist because he's a fucking moron. He sucks so bad. He is the worst. He's a boil on the ass of humanity. I fucking hate that band. But all that aside, all of that aside, they're they can play. I mean, they clearly can play. And guess what? They're important to a lot of people. People I like, people who I think generally have good taste in music. It's just that one fucking, you know horrible fucking birthmark of their of music taste that they have that i just don't look at you know it's kind of like that person who has that fucking mole right here you're trying not to fucking stare at it but you <laughs> you end up staring at it anyway and, and if you're close enough friends you talk about it a little bit and maybe they might get it removed they might not but even if it's there they're still human beings they're still good people people like pantera they're still good people. They're still human beings. They still have good taste in music, even though they like Pantera. It's just, you know, they're they're a they're a gateway band for a lot of cool people. But I can exactly I can tell you also that they fucked up music for a long time to come. And you know, I remember Mark, you commented on your podcast about how like, well, we're the kings of metal now. You know what? I will take fucking load over any fucking goddamn Pantera record you fucking lay in front of me. Give me the soft leather jacket with them smoking cigar smoking cigars. I will listen to fucking Saint Anger before I will listen to a fucking Pantera record all the way through. At least I, I know. Here, here's I, a listen. I, listen. Listen. Here's why. You know why? Because at least I know James Hetfield still got the fucking meanest down picking on the face of the planet. And I'll like, well, listen to that down picking. Yeah, but his vocals are trash now. Well, of course. But even if that's the only saving grace on any Metallica record post Master Puppets, <clears throat> even if that's the only saving grace, there's at least that saving grace where Pantera has none none that's how much i hate them i'm willing to make that that kind of hyperbolic statement that i probably don't actually mean just to help express how much i hate that band i mean sometimes you got to go over the top and you know we are talking grindcore so uh... sure why not i mean this is this is this is like the grindcore version of musical criticism i mean you know except that instead 25 seconds i just ranted for five minutes which is a bad idea that's like a whole album's worth of grindcore. well okay then then my... a discography yeah the album's done the album's done the album's done just 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 send it off to them to get mad uh, uh... Break up. <laughs> yep. Time to break up. 
Who are we talking about <laughs> originally? Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Brutal Truth. Brutal no, Truth. No. Uh, uh, we're on Tim's pick. Uh, Mongrel. Mongrel. A- yes. Mongrel. California. I had the audacity. To, I had the audacity to mention Pantera. Just Sorry, Larry off. <laughs> Listen, I. You know he's gonna do it again. No, I'm not. I'm not. My Listen. job here is done. Good Listen, night, gentlemen. It was. It was easy to trip that switch because I listened to the second episode on the way to work today, of Mark's podcast, and they were talking about vulgar display of power, and yeah, I listened. You know, it, it was. It's fine. It's. It's. You know, I hate listened. Not because the podcast is bad. The podcast is great. And their points are well taken. They're talking about things in a way that's constructive, unlike what I just did. But the fact that you mentioned them just, you know, you're like the boy with the finger in the dam and you just decided to take it out, you know? So what are you going to do? It happens. Yeah. So Mongrel. Mongrel. Tell us about Mongrel, please. Mongrel. Yeah, I shit all over his take. I'm sorry. Tell me more about Mongrel. Uh. They're very new to me as well, so I'm not like super versed in them. I don't know. Like I said, like all, all I know about them is that they've only got the one EP out, as far as I'm aware. Uh, they have a California. split with a band called Guff as well. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, to put that on my list. They have them as hardcore punk D beat, but you know, like I said earlier, we we all agreed that sometimes those lines blur quite a bit. You know, and this is definitely. One of those cases, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think the one you might be talking about is called Life Unlived. It's a it's it's a longer EP. It looks like there's five songs on it. Well, yeah. No, there's there's actually a couple bands called Mongrel. I should specify. Uh, this is the one that did the uh, Off the Leash EP in 2022. Oh! 
Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, because when, when I was trying to when I was trying to find more information on them, I actually found out there's another band called Mongrel, and it kind of tripped me up for a minute. Yeah, off the leash. Oh, it's three tracks, ten minutes, and uh, there's one called Dog Complex too. No, that's a song. Yeah, it's one of the songs off the EP. Yeah. They both have angry dogs on their covers, though. I mean, a band name like Mongrel. What the fuck else are you want to have on there? Oh, well, I mean, you know, Phil Anselmo. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Larry. <laughs> Sorry. You did that one yourself. We're not I taking know. any credit for that one. I know. I know. Just oh, keep setting them up. Always got to go back to that well, don't you? They're, well, I mean, you know, you're throwing me these, these softball pitches. Hell, they're not even softball pitches. You're setting it up on a tee and let me That's swing not, at it. I never claim to be athletic, Larry. Well, I, I'm I'm saying I'm the one who's swinging at him. Yeah, it's fine. Um, okay, Mark, what, what oh do you got? God. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I feel like we got to throw them in there because uh, out of everything we've covered, there's there's a couple branches that haven't been explored and it's drum machine grind mm -hmm. and it's it's more like offensive for offensive sakes grind and i think agoraphobic nosebleed okay uh, wraps that up perfectly say that like uh some of their shit like the uh the poacher diaries and like agora apocalypse now those are good records yeah um i really like i i will say that i like poacher diaries more than i like agoraphobic uh agora apocalypse yeah my favorite album by them is uh frozen corporate stuff with dope <laughs> that that album is is Fan fucking tastic, uh, and I, I don't think you can go wrong with with any track on there. got into them 
again, uh, a relapse sampler, and I picked up honky reduction, which was, I think, uh, but yeah. That Still took, love that, that record name. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that took forever. It went, uh, uh, I'm looking at the, at the CDs right now. It went honky reduction, poacher diary split with converge and then frozen corpse. But I think that took them like five, seven years to pump those three out. Yeah. And, um, also kind of kind of roping in something that we haven't touched on either. Uh Scott Hall. Yeah. He's in Pig Destroyer and he was in Pig AC Destroyer. for a while too. Yeah. And like I said, uh that that's another one that I think um it's it's definitely kind of like you know old guys of grindcore, but I don't think I don't think the genre would be where it is today without Scott Hall. No, probably not. No. I, I haven't listened to them in a while, but I do have the split with Cattle Press and the other split with Benum. <laughs> Um, because I like Cattle Press a lot and I like Benumb. Um, but um who some people call grime, but they're more I think they're more in the power violence end of things, you know. Yeah, they're closer to a spaz. Um yeah. they uh you know, they had Sean Sean Whipfley on vocals for a minute and he did uh Bovine Records and put out a lot of power violence stuff. They he did a they did the um uh Loud and Ugly Comps, which featured like Thug and I Hate God and uh, Despise You and stuff like that. So that's that's interesting. They they also did a split with Apartment Two Thirteen that I haven't listened to. Um, they, uh, they also did a split with Despise You. And that I actually like... and actually, you know what? I have that. I just haven't listened to their side of it because I love Despise You, and I probably just didn't bother listening to their side. I um, I will say that uh, that that's probably behind frozen corpse that's probably my favorite output of theirs i I think their stuff on there is really good and by then they had uh cat cats uh, okay on uh third vocals so there's jay randall there was uh richard i can't think of his full name and then they had uh cat cats who's who's got a a, an amazing scream oh she's fucking brutal yeah she's so good i'm i'm bummed she's not doing music anymore why isn't I mean, she doing music? Uh, at the, she had a pretty bad break with the guys in Agoraphobic, actually. Yeah. Okay. Some kind of band drama. I forget exactly what it yeah. was. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that what it always is? Band drama. Either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's number five for Mark. Is that is that number five for everybody? Or do I got one more? You got one more. I think you got one more. Uh, Extreme Noise Terror. Yes. Particularly the Peel Sessions stuff. <laughs> They did a uh, rendition of uh, 3 a.m. Eternal with PLF. <laughs> no. I'm KLF. Not PLF. KLF. No, I haven't heard that. I yeah. will shoot you a link. It's yeah, K- it's a it thing. Is. 
it's a thing. Please. KLF brought them out for uh, some award show. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, I've never heard that. It's it's on YouTube. It's yeah, it's beautiful chaos. That's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a pretty great band. Another band that I feel it's like pretty punk in so many ways. Yeah, you yes. know. Um, so yeah, I mean the Peel Session stuff. I think is that's my favorite stuff of theirs. There are so many bands that have done Peel Sessions where I prefer the Peel Session stuff over some of the other recorded output. It's kind of crazy, you know? Um, but yeah, that uh, Extreme Noise Terrors, it, you know, and I'll just cap it off with that. Um, were there any uh, honorable mentions that maybe we probably didn't mention? Like um, uh, Terrorizer would be one, particularly yeah, World Downfall. Yeah. Um I would say I would say only world downfall because no one seemed to like anything after that. Um, yeah, Terrorizer and who else are we missing? I mean, that would be like no brainer types. Uh, insect warfare. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's that. That's about. I think that would cover it as far as like no brainer ones. Um, Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm really glad we got to do this. I know we've been kind of kicking it around back and forth for a while, um, but I appreciate having you guys on. And um, oh, Tim, I got I got to have you on for a solo episode eventually. Um, Just give me something to talk shit about. I will well, talk. I, 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 <laughs> listen, I'll find something. I'll find something. Ask I mean, me about Ghost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, that's it. That's all I got for you this time. I have a ton more episodes coming up, and they'll be coming out pretty fast and furious. Now that summer is here, I'm on summer break, so got a little more time to uh, attend to uh, this uh, this project, this uh, hobby, this fun thing that I do. Uh, at least it's fun for me. Uh, and I had a lot of fun talking with Tim and Mark. That was actually pretty much a blast. And I commented to them uh, in our group chat that... Uh, it was ironic the length of this episode, given the the, the pride that grindcore bands take uh, in the brevity of their output. You know, so <laughs> thanks for thanks for hanging in there, and uh, thanks for listening again. Uh, hit me up on the socials, and uh, I will see you on the other side. Ha!